0: Welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. Hello Stu, how are you doing, buddy?
1: Very good, thank you.
0: Good, good, good. Well, we're in the midst of um, you know, conveyancing vortex, conveyancing gloom and uh, conveyancing busyness conveyancing stress so and we've talked about quite a lot of serious things lately with our lovely guests so Stu I watched our how conveyancing used to be um, which we did a few months ago and I made myself lol personally mate I thought we were damn funny and I made myself giggle and right at the end of that you said well, if we did conveyancing 101, I'd do this. So that suddenly made me think, Stu, to try and lighten the mood a little bit um, at what's a really difficult time for everybody. It might be just really nice for ha- us to have a sort of more lighthearted conveyancing matters and to look at conveyancing room 101. So um, with no further ado, I am going to make further ado and I shall hand the floor over to you, buddy. We'll do two or three each. We'll, we'll do them you know, alternate them and then at the end we'll decide on each other's choices as to which which ones are going into conveyancing room 101. So over to you to start with mate, what's your first nomination for conveyancing room 101?
1: Well first of all the biggest problem with doing a conveyancing 101 is going to be writtling down all (laughs) the issues and all the problems and all uh, all the stuff that we have to deal with into a short segment isn't it? But I think to start with, um, how can we do a conveyance in 101 and the white elephant in the room, depending on who's watching this, how can we not put in the 101 estate agents?
0: <gasps> oh, controversial.
1: Oh, I, can, I can just hear the thundering now. Oh, dear. Not all estate agents, obviously. Certainly not all the wonderful estate agents I deal with on a daily basis, Obviously. But let's be frank, there are some estate agents out there. All right, then there's quite a few estate agents out there that are not the, you know, old stereotype of an estate agent that might have, you know, an inkling of knowledge about the transaction, about the, uh, you know, about the industry, shall we say, about the conveyancing process. So my my 101, my first nomination has to be um, estate agent. Not all. I need to have a big disclaimer, and hopefully, when we edit this, we'll have a big sort of flashing disclaimer, not <laughs> all the ones we deal with. Um, but, not all of them. but, 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 there are, you know, what, what gets my goat is when I get an estate agent, ring up, ask him for an update, purporting to do sales progression, and I then a few days later get the same call again asking the same questions, and I give the same answers when I say, is there any chance you can help? Is there any chance you can call that client that is not sending the stuff back or whatever the case may be? Um, I don't get it anymore, or certainly don't in comparison, comparison to previous years. And, um, yeah, the one to define it, I suppose, would be estate agents doing sales progression. Seems to have gone out the window, in my opinion, um, in terms of actually progressing that sale. It's more now a case of, can I have an update so I can write something down in my little tick box or update my sort of case management system but it sounds progressing moving the transaction along helping the lawyer dare I say because is that not what part of it used to be about helping us move it along you know we do the legal due diligence and they give the little push in terms of certain areas where they can help out maybe I don't know am I wrong
0: well, strong argument there, Stu, strong contender, because there is, you know, as you say, quite a lot of the time, there just is no sales progression. That's Progress. not what, yeah, that's not what's happening, is it? And I th- I've definitely said this before, and I'm not going to prejudge yet, Stu, because I'm sure you've got another couple of contenders, another couple of strong contenders. But one of my big bugbears is... uh Oh, hello. Oh, um, you've got the local search today. Can you exchange today? Oh, uh, stop it. But let's not go there. So your first contender for conveyancing room 101 is some estate agents. open bracket, estate absolutely agents, not in, all.
1: Brackets, in brackets, disclaimer, close brackets, the ones we deal with and all the yeah, nice yeah. ones that we'll probably be watching.
0: Who are utterly fantastic. Good. Well, I'm going to be a little bit, uh, maybe a bit obvious for my first choice, Stu. But I don't think right now we can talk about conveyancing room 101 without me nominating the stamp duty land tax holiday. Again, of course, you know, uh, gotta be a bit of a disclaimer in there. Of course, it has given property firms and the property market, the um, well, the, um, the needle in the arm, the jab in the arm, take it in the arm that all the uh, government's been t- telling us we need about the jab. Um, of course, it's given the property market a good old a good old poke. Um, but really, are we all a bit over it now? I think we probably are. And of course, the you know, we're, we're maybe on the cusp, uh, according to the times of getting the old, um, you know, ball kicked down the road a bit further, possibly mm-hmm. till June, which personally I think would be an absolute disaster just from the perspective of. The poor old face coal face conveyances that are trudging away with this stuff every day, and I've seen stuff on LinkedIn where you know coal face conveyances bless them, have said, "God, only a few more days to go, only you know 42 days to go, only 38 days to go," and I think they're going to feel terrible. And actually, just just to head off. Anybody that might sort of, you know, put a comment on social media and say, well, what do you know, Lorraine, you know, you don't run a firm, you don't know how important it is, you know, for firms to to, to make this income. Well, I would counter that argument and come back and say, if you're at the top of a firm and you're saying that you've not thought enough about your staff you've probably not got the processes in place and the tech in place to enable you to run your firm more efficiently and i think you need to be thinking about your staff and that's actually i thought this might be quite light-hearted but it's just going to be a moment it's not going to be funny as it's to. but my first absolute nomination for room 101 is the stamp duty land tax holiday
1: it's got to be up there, isn't it? And I'm struggling to think of anything that's had a bigger impact on the industry in, in my time. I know it would be uh, argumentative, but I mean, it it's certainly in recent times, it's the biggest thing that most guys in, in this practice have ever come across, certainly.
0: I think it probably is for most people, just because of the sheer pressure it's put everybody under. But that's the reason I would definitely want to jettison it. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, it appears that Rishi Sunak might not be watching this. He might not be listening to us, Stu. Which, which personally, I feel is a mistake on his part. Yeah, you most know.
1: definitely. I most think definitely.
0: we ought to just tag him in on uh, tag him in <laughs> on uh, Twitter and uh, and let him learn the hard way. <laughs> so, um, so Stu, come on, your second nomination for right.
1: There's so many to think about here, isn't there? Now, what could I put? I've got to be we going to be selective, so we're going to have to go with management companies. <gasps>
0: You're making this really
1: hard for me. It's got to be management companies and their dealings with the LP1, the leasehold sales pack, whatever you want to call the flaming thing these days. It's got to be management companies, their charges and, and the general dealing with lawyers is horrific. Let's face it, you know, you have to wait absolutely forever for the pack to come through which I just don't understand because it's the same old jazz that they get asked every single week by every lawyer. You know, they've got multiple properties, I assume, with standardised documents, and we have to wait forever for the pack to be produced. And, of course, it's an enormous premium that the clients pay for what they receive. So, yeah, management company packs, that's got to be up.
0: Yeah, I think it has to. It's a it's a it's a strong contender, isn't it? Because again, it's that age-old thing as well. There's just a wedge of money that's being paid via the conveyancer that the that the client just somehow therefore thinks is something directly referable to us, uh, and it's got something to do with your fees, which of course it hasn't. And of course, one of the things just to add to that, I find really irritating is it takes you ages to get the guff. You know, the property then goes off and a few months later, you know, really probably the only new information you need is perhaps an up to date ground rent and service charge account and not much else. And you've got to go through the whole process again. Um, And to be fair, a new conveyancer on a new transaction may well not be prepared to rely on a pack that's perhaps four, five, six months old. You've got to do it all again. I think it's an absolute outrage.
1: I think the worst part of a management company pack is when you've broken the news to the client that they've got to pay 400 quid for this pack, you're getting it in the neck from the client because of the cost, even though you've actually told the client at the onset that if it's lease old, there would be this pack and there could be additional charges. The worst part is... When you prize the money off the client, you pay the management company, you receive the packing. Number one, please contact landlord. Number yeah. two, please contact Residence Association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And then you discover that the landlord's going to charge another couple of hundred quid for producing that part of the information. Yeah. Go back to the client that moaned in the first place and, and try and get more money out of them. That's the yeah. worst
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your trousers down and start against you. I
1: know, absolute nightmare. But another yeah, strong
0: contender. So my I
1: also I also think I, I often wonder And,
0: and another what, thing. And another why, thing. Why,
1: why, why, why do we get the management company packed? Surely the client should have to go and get it. Let the clients get the management company packed, but of course the management agents have put a, a kibosh on that by saying that they won't always deal with the client.
0: Well, of course, now to uh, perhaps play old lovely, lovely, lovely Mr. Quirk at his own game. Why don't the estate agents get the pack? Why don't the estate agents get the pack when a seller puts the property on the market? Why don't they do a bit of the graft? And all we do is, as I say, get up-to-date ground rent and service charge. That would give the management company more time. They could be getting that information together before a buyer is found there. There's something that... But it's funny.
1: Isn't it funny that we discuss the sort of upfront packs so much now um, and there's so much court for change, but it would be such a simple thing on leasehold properties for the selling agent to get that pack. Also, they would then be telling a prospective buyer this is the amount of the service charge, this is the amount of the ground rent, things that I would have thought are absolutely pivotal to the buyer making a decision whether they want to put an offer in.
0: Well, they can also um, then say, this is the residue on the lease, and they can say to the buyer, go and tell your lender that, because if the lender isn't going to play, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah,
1: there's there's lots of advantages for getting that pack-up fund, that's that's for sure.
0: So that could be our groundbreaking 2021 Offer to improve the conveyancing you know, process. Don't need
1: hips Don't need upfront packs.
0: No, just we just need Rain and, and Stew having a yeah. moan and coming up with a good idea. There we go. Done. You go. Thank you, everybody. You're welcome. And mm-hmm. uh, on that bombshell, that's the end of conveyancing matters. No. Uh, <laughs> my next contender for conveyancing room 101. It has actually got to be, and this might be a little bit controversial, it's got to be the fittings and contents form. Um i'm a lawyer i i still have a practicing certificate i my job is to give advice on the title and there's loads of other things that we've allowed ourselves to to become involved with that we shouldn't and I'm not going to go on about those because we could be here for hours we could be doing this one for longer than Band of Brothers Uh lasting Stu I watched that recently with my lovely daughter and to be quite honest I thought it was fantastic but there I've had relationships that haven't lasted as long as that series and I do feel that we could uh, we could have the same here which actually reminds me Stu as a bit of a tangent Many, 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 many years ago, um, I, uh, I I had a boyfriend and uh, and I'm very happily married now and it's all fine. But uh, and it wasn't my lovely husband. And this boyfriend gave me um, a very big pot of very, very posh body cream it was it was the part it was the it was the um it was the perfume that I really liked and he gave me this great big pot of body cream and I do remember looking at it and saying to him you do realize that this pot of cream will last me longer than our relationship don't you <laughs> and I was proved right I'd just like to point out I was pretty- what a
1: thing to say you just got yeah. a pre- this, is, this is a typical woman isn't it like, <laughs> I get given a lovely pre- present and what happens it's thrown back in your face well
0: no, I I think I maybe saw the writing on the wall, but um, <laughs> anyway, that was a by way of tangent. So anyway, fittings and contents form. I'm a lawyer. I the importance of the fittings and contents to the great British public. For any trainees and and, and paralegals out there who don't know, cannot be overstated people are making the biggest financial commitment of their lives and yet what they are most concerned about you know is the the curtains in the front room and the conservatory furniture and I generally speaking am not interested I'm interested to the extent that if you if you as a buyer and a seller come to an arrangement about you know fittings and contents and you want me to put it in the contract that's absolutely tickety-boo uh providing you're not trying to defraud the revenue by over inflating the value of the fittings and contents that actually is where my interest ends um so the idea that we now have a very complicated very long fittings and contents form and of course you do realize too, you're probably too young to remember this but when the protocol first came out and the fittings and contents form in its current form was produced, they actually only originally had two columns, included in the sale price, excluded in the sale price. And the very, one of the first big reviews of the protocol, one of the big bits of feedback that practitioners gave the Law Society Conveyancing Committee, was we had so many calls from clients that said, but I haven't got a spice rack. That the Law Society actually included the third column with none at property because that wasn't on the form. And of course, we ought to get hold of old versions of the fittings and contents form because it does actually demonstrate how you know the law society's perception of the average middle class house has moved on over the years because it did used to include the spice rack in the kitchen, but that was uh, quietly incredible. dropped. But mm-hmm. but you know what? <laughs> Clients, bless them, they do get very aerated about the fittings and contents. It is what interests them. You know, I've had clients that have threatened to pull out of transactions for the sake of a dimmer switch. I've had clients that have embarrassed themselves by, you know, when the seller didn't leave the wardrobes and I wasn't involved, thank goodness, and um, it transpired the seller had given the wardrobes to the neighbours. My clients went round and knocked on the neighbour's door and said, those those wardrobes are meant (laughs) for us. Can we have them back? Just... As I say, the ridiculousness of the British public um, when it comes to fittings and contents can really come to the fore. And uh, I'm not interested. I don't really want to know about people's fittings and contents other than what's been agreed and how much. And I think fittings and contents ought to, for that reason, go into Room 101.
1: Yeah, it's difficult to argue against it, isn't it? It's, It's so difficult to try and sort of get the point across that what we do is legal due diligence. It should be looking through the proprietorship register the property register, the charges register, looking at the class of title that has been passed from a seller to a buyer. These are all the things that we should be doing under the legal context of conveyancing. Things such as tax advice and stamp duty or you know, the fixtures and fittings, it's, it shouldn't be part of what we do, should it?
0: It shouldn't be such a big part, no. I mean, it really, really shouldn't. And I, I do feel quite strongly about that. And nothing that has happened over the last 20 years has ever... Uh, you know dissuaded me of that fact and as you say we're dealing with the big stuff the covenants can you build in the back garden you know are you going to get clear legal title is your lender being prepared to going to be prepared to lend on this oh but are you going to get the hot water lager and that nice carpet in the conservatory oh
1: it is it is is difficult when you're advising a client and you know you write to the client or email the client and say you know there's this right-of-way um, it means that dog walkers can, you know, walk through that part yes. of your land yeah, you can or whatever for you for garden. Can um, and there's a covenant not to do this. I know you might be looking to extend it in the future, but you can't because of this, blah, 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 blah. And yet it all gets ignored. And the one thing they come back to will be, is the cooker being included? I want the cooker. Everything's yeah. about the cooker. Yes. It's difficult to comprehend it when you've just told them about things that you perceive to be a problem. Yeah. Um, and they're ignored for for, for a chat, effectively.
0: Until, if, until, of course, they want to, they're having a barbecue on a barbecue because they're not able because the cooker's blown up and they're having a barbecue in their front garden and the local ramblers start walking through the front garden. Then they suddenly worry, oh, bloody hell. What did you tell us? <laughs> they're on the blower. Exactly. They'll be on the blower in July. I, know. I so know. That's my contender, Stu. So come on, what's your last one?
1: Right. Well, it's a difficult one now, is it? Because, you know, we're only allowed to pick three. So there are lots of contenders, but I'm going to have to go legal fee and the uh the, the price that we charge our clients and and what is expected in terms of the service we give for that money and for me you know it, it's and i'm not blaming anyone other, other than our own profession it's been a race to the bottom for some time um and you know it's totally our fault so i'm not sort of you know getting out of that boat but um but the legal fees that we charge the job that we do is incredible. I I honestly don't, I cannot think, and I know I'm biased, but I cannot think another industry whereby you will take a client and potentially four months later finish with them. Um, And in fact, when you think about actually opening um, a file, whether it be hard or electronic, through to actually closing it, people forget the volume of stuff you do after completion. So the SDLT and the stamp duty and potentially serving notices on management companies, then going to the land registry and sorting all that jazz out, um, you know, from, from actually starting on a matter to properly finishing it, not completion, properly finishing on that matter, you're talking four, five, six months of work that could have multiple people working on that file. I can't think of a, another industry or a service that is provided that is of such great value for money. You know, um, it's incredible. It should have a zero. If, if it had a zero on the end of it, I, I, I could not, you know, argue against that. I think value for money in terms of what we do is incredible.
0: I know. And as you say, race to the bottom is the phrase, isn't it, Stu? You know, and that is a strong contender. You know, what again, the surveyors didn't allow themselves to do it. You know, nobody else has allowed themselves to do it. And certainly the damned estate agents haven't allowed themselves to do it to link seamlessly to your first choice. Um, well,
1: it's an interesting comparable with that, isn't there, insofar as I think when online estate agents first hit the scene, um, and whether there's such a USP now as an online estate agent, but when the online sort of sector jumped up, and I think it was all about price point, wasn't it? And it was all about cheap fees. And clearly, in the estate agent industry, that didn't work, um, because a number of the big online agents didn't make it. And the market share that was predicted never materialised. no. So the cheap fees in a state agency wasn't something that worked but unfortunately with lawyers we've undersold ourselves by by like you say racing to the bottom mm. and again it's in you know it doesn't work i mean you know we would we'd be like a mid-price firm the amount of work we lose where people will, will go for the cheaper fee sometimes i struggle to comprehend how firms can do it and there are firms out there that will charge a legal fee of two nine five or, you know, two fifty still. Or anything. No. Now in this market, how on earth can they make any money? Well, um, they
0: can't, can they? And it's got to just be, it's got to just be ridiculous volume which of course causes ridiculous pressure ridiculous log jams even when people aren't in a lockdown and probably you know multiple negligence claims and off you go and and then probably relatively dissatisfied clients um no i mean you know you've you've given me a you've given me a tricky series of choices there steve because i've got to say you know i've been ranting on about that race to the bottom on legal fees for a long long time um and uh you know and, and even how other people view what you do even other professionals and even if, you know, I had a surveyor agent, you know, good good land agent I'd done a lot of work with. And, um, and uh, he asked for something, you know, quite, quite sort of complicated. Um, and I gave him a quote and um, it wasn't bog standard conveyancing by any means. And he said, oh, well, you know, oh, I thought it'd be cheaper than that. I said, well, come on, well, you know, what do you charge for a Red Book valuation to go out and do a Red Book valuation? You tell me what you do and how much you charge. And he said, "Well, I've got, you know, I've got to go out, and I've got to do this." And I said, "Well, why is why is that process any more valuable than than all these things I've got to do to do this job for you?" And he was a bit, and I ended up not doing it, but I didn't fall out with him about it. But and that was, as I say, a sort of fellow comparable professional that I worked with, that I did quite a lot of business with, who, you know, just expected it to be done. I wonder,
1: yeah, I wonder if we link what we do to things such as the fixtures and fittings form i.e. is it perceived by the public and our clients that you know we do things such as agree the fixtures and fittings form sort mm. out that kind of stuff I, I don't think you know it's that looking through the title process the most important part of the conveyancing maybe as a profession we don't sell that enough maybe we don't well, talk I don't
0: about think do. and actually this does tie enough. in it does tie in with, you know, what our marvelous regulators and and so on are, are saying. You know, um, you know, research has been done whereby, oh, you know, people don't know the difference between freehold and leasehold. Well, OK, there might be the odd conveyancer out there who who doesn't send a report explaining that to a client. But I can tell you, I'm absolutely certain the vast, vast majority will. So instead of using but instead of using that, you know, that's now used as a stick to beat conveyances with and say you're giving really terrible advice as opposed to. Well, this is just something a little bit more complicated that clients aren't understanding. Um, now, I absolutely accept that we need to make our advice accessible to our clients and if we've got something difficult to tell them, but they don't want to read it. That's what it comes down to.
1: What's really difficult is if I took my car to be repaired and I went to the mechanic and he was going to repair my engine for whatever reason, um, he doesn't sort of say that he undoes the screws, he undoes the bolts, he does this. He do... To what extent does the mechanic tell you or inform you about what he's done? You know, he tells you briefly what he's going to do and how he gets to the end part, which I think we do but it's an interesting one isn't it you know yeah. we need to justify our fees more maybe i don't know
0: well that's certainly a strong contender and um and kind of my last um offering for in room 101 shoe, which is maybe slightly allied to that um and i'm sure is one you recognize is um and i bet you've come across this you know in your entire professional life um And it's certainly been said before, I have to say, I'm saying nothing original here, but it it happens to me a lot. Um, Oh, well, you know, uh, it's the old friend in the pub scenario, isn't it? Or or the member of the family, because you're a lawyer, you get uh, you get people some hypothetical, but incredibly complicated, very specific scenarios. Or can I can I just ask you this quick point? And there's a couple of things really. So you know, it's, so my 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 nomination for conveyancing room 101 is the the friends, family, and everybody else that just want to pounce free advice because you're a lawyer. So there's the aspect first of all that they've got some terribly sort of complicated scenario possibly relating to their property transaction, which you know you're not able to comment on because you've not got the full facts and you've only got their sort of biased side of things. Uh. What also irritates me is the fact that if I do comment on that, I could actually be being construed by my regulator as giving legal advice and having liability for doing it. Unbelievably, listen to mummy kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But then what also really irritates me about the poncing-free advice scenario is when I last looked, I was a property lawyer. What I am not is a family lawyer a litigator, a personal injury lawyer, you know, somebody who can claim a debt. So the thing is, just just because you're a lawyer, people think they can ask you any scenario. Uh, I don't, I don't like,
1: think it's restricted just to law, is it, either? No. And,
0: do, you, but
1: then, do you think it's worth it?
0: Yeah, um, what also irritates me, you though, buy is, it. is just, um, it's just then when you say either, you know, and I try and sort of brush it off, you know, have a bit of a laugh about it, But when you say, um, you know, not enough information, can't tell you or don't know, (laughs) then there's just that there's just that slight whiff of disappointment from whoever you're talking about. And you you know that you're sort of somewhat sort of diminished in their opinion because you're not about to give them three grand's worth of free advice on a topic about which you know nothing. So it's the people poncing free advice because I'm a lawyer on any legal topic on the globe on the planet that's what that's one of my that's my last contender to. You.
1: not a bad one is it no
0: <laughs> so, come on you go first then buddy you choose which of my fir- which of my three then stamp duty land tax holiday specifically fittings and contents conservatory furniture pumpsing free advice just because you did law once
1: i, I, I don't want to sort of we, i can't ignore the stamp duty can i I just can't ignore the stamp duty and, and at the current you know moment in time as well maybe in years to come when it's all a distant memory um it would be different but at this moment in time um i'm totally with you um i'm not sure it was a good thing undoubtedly it started the market you know again but did it need it it was already sort of uh, showing great signs of sort of promise and progress it's got to be the stamp duty holiday can't can't have a 101 and not put the standard in there it's got to go that's got to go we
0: should have made we should have done blue peter and got some sticky back plastic and made a room 101 great so well so i've got your choices then of uh terrible terrible conveyancing fees um management companies and landlords and estate agents well that's a that's a triumvirate of joy if ever I came across <laughs> to Really, one, one of the things that, um, you know, before we did conveyancing matters, I might have been quite tempted by estate agents. But, you know, we've got some we've got some lovely agents that have joined us and we've got some lovely agent friends. So I did I'm say afraid. not
1: all. I did say not all. Yeah.
0: I, so I can't do estate agents. And Well, I think because the conveyancing fees, do you know what? We're the authors of our own misfortune, mate. It's our own fault. As as a profession, we all stuck ourselves with that one. So I'm going to put, and there are some good management companies, but I'm going to put the expensive, slow, rubbish, tardy management companies into Room 101. They're gone. Done. Done. Dan. so we've just improved the profession no end we've got rid of the holiday we've got rid of management companies and their fees what more could we want
1: i know that was a tough one wasn't it because there's so many contenders i could have gone on indemnity insurance and liability yeah. i could have gone on money laundering and i yeah, well, don't checking. give
0: it away don't there's give so it away so
1: i think we need to hold some kind of poll on social media as to um what other people might have picked yeah but um yeah there's there's a whole plethora of uh subjects we could have on there isn't there
0: yeah we'll perhaps we'll perhaps do that well i uh, i think that was a good one stew and i hope that that's perhaps lightened the mood a little <laughs> bit for people at uh on this cusp of maybe more stamp duty misery uh, <laughs> and on that bombshell Stu, i'll say goodbye and see you soon mate
1: no worries take care
0: bye